Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer. Back again on a Monday. I've been itching to do this. I wanted to do one this weekend, but as I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody's aware it was Easter Sunday yesterday. So we don't work on holidays around here, even though I did kind of work because I was fucking answering fantasy baseball related questions for my article. But as always, I am here with my man, Ryan Gilbert. How you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing good. It was a, it's a beautiful week weekend in Philadelphia. It's been the '80s this week, and Easter weekend, long weekend for myself. I took off, so I, it's been a nice uh, re-energizing, rejuvenating weekend. Good weekend betting for myself, hockey and baseball. So, really getting into the thick of things here as baseball season kicks up for me, and and NHL playoffs start uh, a week from today. So it's really my my time where it's all, all crammed in. But I'm always happy to talk talk, talk some baseball. Hell yeah, go cracking, baby. We made the playoffs. I'm excited for that shit. But yeah, I'm excited because week one of fantasy baseball is officially, officially in the boys matchups wise. Uh, so, I mean, you can really feel for how your team is, but you're either very happy going into this week or you might be in a little bit of a panic if you struggled like Mr. Jeff Fox struggled against me in our SGP and dynasty. <laughs> Ooh, this shots last week. Fired. <laughs> I mean, I did beat him eight, one and one. So I, I get to talk a little mm. bit, but yeah, uh, it again, week one is so hit and miss because you can't really tell. I mean, you can, you can have an idea of how players are going to do the first, first week of the season. You get a lot of time to check matchups and do a lot of research and all that. But there's a lot of guys that have really come out of nowhere that just kind of killed it in the first week. Uh, and they could they could help you uh, jump to that W. But it does come down to being able to tell if that's something that's sustainable or if they are just somebody that's off to a hot start. We talked about guys like Demetri Young in previous years, Chris Shelton, guys that just fucking go off the beginning of the year and then fade away into the into the into obscurity. And so one of the things we wanted to do on our Monday episode, I think we did it last week. Uh, we're doing it again this week. We're kind of covering our, some of our favorite uh, performances from this weekend. There's a couple injuries. We need to talk one very serious one. A couple people coming back from injury this week. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. So how, how'd your week one in fantasy baseball go, Ryan? Um, my week one, I'm just, I'm just checking out fan tracks now. So it's, it's my only fan tracks team. I, I lost, uh, eight to two. So only, oh. I'm only better than Jeff so far. So at least I'm better than Jeff. That, that's all yeah. that matters. So, uh, take that Jeff. Uh, my, my <laughs> other leagues, I, I didn't do too well. I, I, uh, my, my main league, I lost 10, three. So yeah, this is not a good way to start a, a fantasy baseball podcast. here, saying how, how poorly we finished, uh, in our first week, but. <laughs> That it is important to say because it's important to remember it's a long season. There's 20, yep. 21, 22 weeks in the regular season of fantasy baseball. Then you get the playoffs. You're still figuring things out. Yeah, you have some some guys on your team. I have Tatis taking up a roster spot. He'll be back uh, in ten days on April twentieth, I believe. Still trying to wait some players out, deciding if if players are uh, are good to hold on to or if it's cup eight, like we talked about last week, but. I, I'm positioned well. I think I, I know where I need to. 
I just need Tatis back in my one league. I'll be okay. But getting a feel for you know streaming and stuff like that. It's a uh, early on. It's it, it. Don't panic if you go down if you have a bad mm-hmm. bad week one. Tatis is going to lead off when he comes back. That's going to mm-hmm. be exciting for Tatis owners because that's a lot of abs and a very powerful lineup, and they've been playing pretty well too. Uh, one of my top weekend performers came from one of them Padre lineups this weekend, which we will get into. But I would like to point out for those of you that were here during the dog days of the podcast, you just started video or video, and my shit was dark. I got this ring light recently. <laughs> It is hot. Like sitting in front of a ring light is hot. I'm in this hoodie. I'm glad you can't see me because I'm sweating. Because if you guys can't tell, this right here is my like central air unit for the house. We have them in every room. It's off. She turned it off before she went to work. And so Hmm. it's so hot in my room, but I'm screwed. So we're just going to do this in the sauna of my bedroom coming to you live every Monday. But uh, yeah, so I guess I'll just hop right into, I want to hop into injuries first. Just because yeah, like, like the is... injuries over with here in this yeah. after this intro segment here. I mean, There's the one biggest very... one. The biggest yeah. one, obviously. I didn't see what the update was today, how long he's going to be out, but O'Neill Cruz took a, a really awkward slide into home plate. Looked like a knee thing at first, but he fractured his ankle. Uh, mm-hmm. I imagine the timetable is somewhat out there, but it, it can't be good for a tall shortstop like him, an athletic guy, to, to have a broken ankle. I think I read. Um... Four months is how long Ooh. he's going to be out for. I uh, that is long enough at that point to where if you're not in a keeper or a dynasty league, just cut bait. Like I, he's really good. So like I guess if you're in a league that has like three or four IL spots and yeah. you just feel like stashing him, that's fine. But if you've got only one or two IL spots, he's probably worth just cutting bait at this point and try and scooping him up when there's like a an update later on because that's the majority of the fantasy baseball season and those IL spots do come in handy later on for guys that are on the short-term IL it's a really nasty injury really now I don't know why he slid at that I mean I get the catcher was in his way but he slid like a second grader yeah. like got caught underneath him and it's just not good and that's a tough one because I, I had two shares of him and he was on my uh when we did our bold prediction that said he was gonna go 40 40. <laughs> He's definitely not going 40 40 now. No. But yeah, that that's a tough one. So it, my advice for O'Neill Cruz owners would be to probably cut bait. Yeah, I mean cut bait. If you have an IL spot though, definitely do use that. Don't just be like, oh, he's injured and let me cut him. He's not gonna come back till August, September. Because use that IL spot if, if it comes to the point where you have a guy on the short term and you wanna be able to free that up, you know do that but yeah cruise injury definitely sucks he's gonna miss 10 to 12 weeks four months here i saw uh another one that a guy who was off to a, a fantastic start with his new team adam duvall has a uh fractured wrist not sure how long he's gonna be missing but he is on the il he was off to, off to a good start had quite a few home runs there i believe mm-hmm. so tough loss for the uh red sox there and tough loss for anyone that scooped him up early because he was not drafted in most leagues or drafted late, and now he's rostered in 83% of Yahoo leagues at the very least. So mm-hmm. 15 for 33, 455 average, four home runs. He was killing the ball. It's just I, – I, I'm honestly surprised he still plays outfield. I guess he can't DH with Justin Turner there. I, I don't know who's DHing for the Red Sox, but he, he also had that awkward injury. And, yeah, he has a fractured left, left, left wrist. 
that, that's he's a right-handed swinger. That, that that's an important right-handed hitter. That's important for his swing. So, yeah, that's going to be uh tough for him, especially someone who's like, oh, I, I didn't draft enough outfield, but I grabbed Duvall. I'm good now. Now you have to go back to that way for a while and fill that gap. Yeah, he was the number one guy on my waiver article last for week one. Uh, he. I, we had he's somebody we talked about a few months ago, and we wondered how he was going to fit into that Boston lineup and where he's going to play if he's going to get everyday at bats. And he did, and he had a resurgence. I mean, his K rate still kind of sucked, but uh, he was swinging at more pitches in the zone, chasing less pitches out of the zone, and making considerably more zone contact. So it wasn't just kind of a flash in the pan, he made actual strides towards being better. And I honestly got thought he was going to be a 35 home run guy. So this one does kind of suck. I only picked him up in one league. I, I'm hurting because I, I think it was the SGPN league that I picked him up in. So that kind of sucks. But thankfully, we're early enough in the season. There are still a lot of guys that you could uh, go out there and pick up to fill that spot. Yeah, I always... Uh, Always look it up as, as we go for the season. It's, it's a bright future, and you might need some sunglasses. So make sure you check out Shady Rays. Kick off the new new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. They're an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. They offer the most insane protection of all of, all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they told us to send, send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use, use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try, try for yourself the shades, rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Okay, Any other so, uh, uh, injured guys you wanted to bring up? Yeah, there's one uh, injured guy that I want to cover. He, he's been injured and is coming back now. The news just recently came out. Kyle Wright for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, he had that shoulder flare up on him before the season started the year down in the minor leagues. Uh, they stretched him out to 84 pitches in his last rehab start, and he is now currently on track to be reinstated uh, whenever you Tuesday, whenever you if you're listening to this live, it'll be tomorrow. If you're listening to this uh, on the podcast feed, it will be today. He's getting in there and starting. Speaking of the podcast feed, if you guys listen to us on Apple, Spotify, anywhere else, if you could give us a five star rating and review, it is always greatly appreciated. It goes a very long way to helping us continue to be able to do this and climb the charts. We can't do that without you guys, and we love doing this. So. We would really appreciate it. And make sure you click that auto download button and follow it as well. It helps us. But yeah, the Kyle Wright is the last one I've got there. The back end of their rotation has kind of been struggling to say the least. So he's only going to be a positive for them. I mean, he won like 21 games last year, so he's good coming back. It's We'll, we'll see how the shoulder goes. I wouldn't read too much into this first start. If he does struggle a little bit, it is against the Reds. So it's a beneficial start for him, but... I wouldn't read into it too much because if he does struggle a little, let him knock some of that rust off. He's still Kyle, right? They're still the Atlanta Braves. He's still going to win. As long as he stays healthy, he's still going to win like 15 games this year. So be happy for him. Yeah. Good. Good to see him back, especially, you know, 
he's going to be rostered in most leagues, but if he's not, definitely do pick him up for this. But yeah, he, he's got to be rostered in most leagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Dodd and Schuster both kind of struggled for them. Uh, I think Schuster may have been decent, but I don't know Dodd had a mm-hmm. poor start at first. So, yeah, keep an eye out on the Braves now. This is definitely going to going to help them getting getting Kyle right back. Uh, Schuster struggled too. I think he already got sent back down to mm-hmm. to AAA. Okay. He's been so bad. But Bryce Elder's still up there, so uh, he's yeah. somebody you probably missed the boat on him if you're listening to this right now. But uh, he was a good. St- two-star pitcher for this week probably the best waiver wire two-star pitcher for this week really hard to stream pitchers this week because there's some terrible ones and some terrible matchups so Bryce yeah, I was, was about as good as it gets. I was just looking at, at tomorrow's probables there's not many available in my league here it's just um Kyle Morler Morler for the A's against against the O's he's had he's had two solid starts uh yeah eight strikeouts and ten and two thirds only allowed a few runs but Another guy coming back from injury, making his first start, is Garrett Whitlock for the Red Sox, rostered in 39% of leagues. Is starting against the Rays, who have been one of the best teams, the only undefeated team in baseball. They've, they've been incredible. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe see how he does there first. But he's he's worthy of a roster spot, I think, in, in most leagues. I agree as well, especially Boston's doing pretty well this year. They're putting up runs. So uh, it's not very smart for fantasy baseball analysts to advise that you chase wins with players because chasing wins with pitchers will be the death of you and your team. But he could back his way into a few wins throughout the year, like a few more wins than your typical waiver wire pitcher. So he's worth at least a speculative ad just to see how it goes. Cause he's got good stuff pitching like with a good, they have a pretty good defense out there. A little, I, We'll have to see who fills in at center field for Duval now. To really save, oh, could be. I think I saw defense. it might be might be Tapia. Oh, so that's when, not the I, know, best I know he's fast. Best. I'm not sure if he's good. Yeah, he might be a fun add. I just he's one of those that every time I see him, like I just think he's good at baseball, and so he's. I mean, he's really not. He's he backing up Adam Duvall for the Red Sox, so he's not the greatest, but an interesting, interesting add there. Uh, but do we want to go into? Should we just keep going down the waiver wire trend, or do we want to save that and do our favorite uh, standouts from this weekend? Either way, I, I don't have any favorite standouts, so we can keep going waiver wire unless there's one, someone you want to you want to talk about here. Uh, I got a few standouts. Well, I, I feel like I feel like a standout is also could, could be like a waiver wire edition, unless they're like someone that's like rostered everywhere. Uh, I tried to I tried to do what we did last week and write down. Uh, a bunch of like the lesser known guys. I have some bigger. I, okay. I, mean, I can just get go for it. Like I mean, I, I have Wand. I have Wander on there. He, obviously, mm, he's yeah. rostered. In, he should be rostered in a hundred percent of leagues. But I only have him on there because when we covered him, uh, we talked about how in points leagues this year he was going to be a points league monster as long as he stayed healthy. We talked about how he doesn't really have the power or the speed of like a top end shortstop, but he has that really low K rate and he hits for a good average. And all he's done this year is. Just fucking mash the goddamn ball. Like he four home runs, and they're not baby home runs. Like he has like four monster home runs this year. He is playing his ass off. I'm a little hesitant because he did start like this last year, too. I think he hit 400 for like the first three weeks of the season or first month of the season or something, and then got hurt. So we got to see if he can stay healthy, but he's playing like a league MVP right now. He is rostered in a ton of leagues, though. So he's not really a uh like a a waiver a trade, wire guy, a, a but... trade target. If anything, maybe see if see if you if you need a shortstop or if your league some guy has him as a second shortstop. Maybe just go in and see what he wants. Maybe he hasn't hasn't 
realized how, how good he is. I mean, that's still possible this early on. Uh, somebody else I liked from that game on Sunday was Brandon Lowe. I was iffy on him. Mm. You loved Brandon Lowe. I love Brandon. You I loved love Brandon love Lowe. Power hitter. We'll check the, yeah. the long ball. I, I followed your league and I drafted him in my home league as my second baseman. Two for four with the Grand Slam on Sunday. Just opposite Oppo Taco Grand Slam, too, which mm-hmm. is pretty fucking impressive. Uh, yeah, he, he's somebody that my only issue with him before the season was I wasn't a big fan of his K rate and I didn't know if the power was legitimate, like if he could do that again. It's looking like he could do that again because he's hitting pretty damn good this year. And then Drew Rasmussen, those Tampa Bay pitchers are pitching their ass off. Seven innings pitched, only gave up a hit, struck out eight. It's absurd. I, I don't know his roster percentage off the top of my head, so I couldn't tell you if he's a waiver wire guy or not. But he is just absolutely killing the or not killing the ball. Sorry, I saw the AJ Pollock hit a sack fly update when I was checking my notes. But uh yeah, so Rasmussen killed it. Uh, one of the guys from my uh, must-have players of the year article for Fantasy Pros, Brian De La Cruz. Weren't sure how much playing time he was going to get this year. Uh, he got the start this weekend. He went two for two at the home run and four RBIs and also walked twice, and I don't think he struck out. I think there may be more of a clear path to playing time for him now because, I mean, <laughs> like our second episode we ever did on this, was titled uh, the Miami Marlins are a dumpster fire. They're not a very good team. So anybody at this point that plays well could get legitimate at bats mm-hmm. in that lineup. And I mean, going two for two with the home run and four RBIs, pretty good way to get yourself some at bats. And a sneak. Okay, here's one that I really like that I actually picked up in a couple leagues after this weekend. Elias Diaz, the catcher for Colorado Rockies. Oh, okay. I like that. But he's not that highly owned. I would have to look it up. He was available in almost all of my 7% leagues. 7% of Yahoo leagues. Yeah. He went three for four. This third W home run had two guys. He's batting 300 now. Uh, they played the majority of their games to start the year away from Colorado. So he hasn't even gotten that Coors Field advantage much yet. And that is a, that's a field that we always tell you guys to take advantage of when you can. And a seven percent owned catcher with nobody fighting him for playing time. That's got a little pop in his bat. He's probably gonna hit like two forty this year. He's not gonna hit three hundred, <laughs> but hitting two forty with twenty home runs, solid in a two catcher league, worth an add in a twelve team. There's some potential there. I'm just gonna keep running through these. I, I I don't mind that there. Um, they are ending their their home stand uh, with this series here against the Cardinals. And they go to your uh, Seattle Mariners this weekend. Then a three-game set at home against the Pirates next week. But then they go on the road again. Last year, his splits um, at Coors Field, nine, basically same amount of at-bats. He had seven home runs, 34 RBIs at Coors Field. Away, he had two home runs and 17 RBIs. So <laughs> double amount the RBIs. Average dropped from 270 to 186. OPS Ooh. from 783 to 517. So yeah, if they're... If they're going on a, a long homestand, maybe maybe pick them up. But mm-hmm. looking at, at this next schedule, maybe, let, me, let me go ahead to May 22nd to 28th, a full fantasy baseball week, Monday to Sunday. Rockies are home. Pe- bookmark uh, Elias Diaz to pick him up. Now. Hell yeah. DFS every day. There, there Elias are Diaz is your 12, catcher. 
the the twelfth to the seventeenth they're home, and then the twenty second to twenty eighth. So maybe you know you could pick them up, or or as you said, two catcher leagues, which I think two catcher leagues should be more prominent. I think more mm-hmm. leagues should force people to play two catchers. But yeah, Elias Diaz is a guy to look for. Um, I have another catcher here we can transition to for the waiver wire. But before that, we are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on your fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy has your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 NFL season. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Yeah, the catcher uh, I have here that's been picked up in a lot of leagues. He's still available in mine. I might pick him up right now for uh, Gabriel Moreno, who's had a slow start. Another catch, young catcher you like, Logan Ohop for the. Uh, he was next a- on my list. Awesome for the for the Angels. <laughs> there, former Phillies prospect. I believe he was traded in either the. I think it was the March deal. I don't think it was the uh, Syndergaard deal. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he's off to a good start. Was he have three home runs? hitting 240 not not playing every day but you're not going to see a catcher really play every day unless they're jt real mudo or, or will smith yeah uh yeah so what do you have do you think him or moreno right now should i pick him up oh happy logan oh happy all right over moreno i dropped moreno for him earlier as well in a different league uh in my seven leagues that i got going he is as advertised uh he's only hitting 240 but that's perfectly fine that's a normal logan oh happy thing to do uh, the K rate is nice, though. Uh, it's only like 25%. I don't really like his whiff rate, though. He's in like the ninth percentile on whiff rate, so he's swinging and missing it a lot of pitches. But he's already got four barrels, which <laughs> when you say it out loud, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. He's got his barrel rate is in the ooh, 91st percentile right now. Is there a way on, on Baseball Savant to look up those percentiles by position? Because, like, I imagine compared to the uh, rest of the league, catchers are just going to look shitty besides th- those top few guys. So he might be up there with other catchers. I'm not sure if that's something you can easily find or if I'm sending you on a goose chase now. And, and... Uh, if you talk for a second, I can find it. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize that you pronounced it a Ohapi oh, 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 there. So, so good for for him it's uh yeah he, he ha- looks like he has power i was looking up his minor league numbers last year i believe between the phillies and angels double a system he had 26 home runs in 104 games hit 283 uh was a 23rd round pick so it wasn't really a, a great but like he, he started hitting for power in 2021 he had 17 home runs in 104 games 2022 he had 11 home runs in 29 games with uh with the angels the rocket city uh, trash pandas there so far, three home runs in seven games to, to start the season for for the Angels this year. You, you, you can't be mad with that. He, he's not going to play. My my one qualm with him is that he hits ninth. I don't know if he would be able to move up in the order a little bit. I don't think he'll be able to move up more than like seven. Urshela is yeah. at seven right now with Drury at six, Renfro five. So that's my only qualm with, with picking him up. But like most catchers just hit hit low anyway. Yeah, and Ohapi, uh, his 21.1% barrel rate is tops amongst all catchers. Okay. Just ahead of Big Dumper at 20%. Mm. They're having vastly different years. Big Dumper is not doing that great to start the year. But uh, Logan Ohapi, his average exit velocity is 93.6 miles an hour uh, with a max distance of 424 feet. So he's playing really well. Uh, 
a lot of his baseball savant pages read, which we love to see. I know his expected slugging is in like the 93rd percentile expected batting average. It's fairly high as well. Average exit velocity is really high. Hard hit rate is in like the 86th percentile. So he's looked for. Uh, I talked about him. Sleeper in, or no, I talked about him on the uh, TGFBI uh, panel that I was on. Mm. I uh, got asked about a, uh, a late pitcher that I thought could be worth a, a roster spot. I said Logan O'Hoppy, and I still stick by that. Gabriel Moreno has been off to a very slow start. Uh, he's not even hitting for average like I was hoping he would. So I think Moreno is droppable. If, if O'Hoppy is available, I think he's worth it. He could be the next 25 home run catcher this year, which there's a couple of them, but he probably hits in the best lineup. So even though he's hitting ninth, He's hitting ninth with like legitimately good guys ahead of him. Like Gio Urshela is, mm-hmm. he's went three for five this weekend. Like he's he doesn't have the crazy counting stats, but he's getting on base. He's hitting like four seventeen. So he has legitimate guys in front of him on base. Um, right. You have. I also I'm, had. I'm looking right now for. I'm just. I'm. I'm just making moves on, on my team here. I'm, I'm going to ask Let's your opinion it. and do some live, <laughs> live rosters here. Uh, uh, shortstop. I, I picked up picked up Bryce Durang last week or whenever he he got hot. He has not been been hitting well. Uh, two for his last like what's that? Sixteen, I believe. After his mm-hmm. two for three games, two for three game with a home run. I have Tatis coming back. Are there any shortstops? Like I'm looking shortstops here. Kika Hernandez might be might be up, might pick him up. He has. Second base outfield eligibility. I imagine he'll get more playing time now with Duvall out, but he's hitting 107. Um, Tovar's hitting 188. John Birdie's hitting 200. CJ Abrams hitting 226. Shortstop's just like a, a complete. I guess maybe a Hassan Kim for the for the Padres. He had a, he had a good yeah. World Baseball Classic, and now he's still two home runs in, in his first uh, what's this t- ten or so games, and maybe that that'll be who I look for is second base, third base, shortstop eligibility. I I like that. I'm still on the Ezekiel Tovar bandwagon. I don't think he's completely. I th- I think he needs a little time to warm up because again, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be one of those guys that hits better at Coors, so he's going to need some Coors games to pad those stats a little bit. He has legitimate 15 15 ability. Like he can steal a couple bases, and he's got 15 home run power. Uh, somebody else I like at shortstop though, Edmundo Sosa for your Phillies, man. He Ooh. has shortstop eligibility. He's kind of he's kind of a deeper league ad, so you gotta take it with a grain of salt. But he is getting legitimate playing time now. He is fast as hell. I think he's in the 90, 97th percentile in sprint speed coming into today. So the man's got some quicks. Can he get on base? Probably not, but it's on base with it. So you, you, if you're want if you want to take a flyer on somebody that's getting playing time that's owned in like four percent of leagues so far, Edmundo Sosa could be worth that flyer. Yeah, like Sosa's owned in one percent of Yahoo leagues, and the crazy thing is, my league is one of that one percent because it has a bunch of Phillies fans <laughs> that just pick up anybody on the Phillies they've heard of, and he he should be getting playing time now. They are moving Boom over to first base for the most part. With Sosa getting his glove in the lineup at third base. He's hit decently as well. He's got good speed, as Blake mentioned. And another another Philly shortstop I wouldn't mind looking at is a uh, second base shortstop, Bryson Stott. He's picked up in mm-hmm. quite a lot of, of leagues. I think he's off to an eight-game hit streak, maybe, something somewhere up there. Uh, and the big news is that he hit leadoff 
tonight for the Phillies. That, that, Ooh, that's huge news. That I mean, there's, there's Schwarber, there's Turner. Put him lead off, Turner second, Schwarber third, Romuto four, then Castellanos, boom. That seems like how the top six should be. If, if Bryson Stott, you know, if you watch the playoff last year, he, he, he works at bats, he works pitchers, he just puts the ball on play, and that's all you have to do. That's what he did for his game-winning hit uh, on Saturday. Yeah, huge hit streak here for him to start the season. So rostered in 49% of leagues, second base shortstop eligible, middle infield. I, I think Stott's another another guy to look at as well, especially if he's hitting leadoff. We'll get uh, plenty of counting stats. Yeah, I think anybody at this point hitting leadoff is worth an add to your team for the most part, just because you can't overstate how important it is to get those extra plate appearances, especially when they're hitting in a lineup like the Phillies. I know, no offense, you guys kind of sucked to start the season, but you guys are still a crazy talented lineup. So it, you could you could hit uh, at the top of the Phillies lineup and score 100 runs while just batting like 220. You could still score 100 runs in that lineup. Uh, and another guy that I like, I talked about him last week because he was in my uh, my waiver wire article is Orlando Arcia. Uh, I talked about the fact that Von Grissom is still down in the minor leagues. Arcia is he's kind of just a placeholder. So if you want somebody as a placeholder, he's somebody to just fill in. And all he's done since then is he went three for four uh, with a home run and two RBIs. And then yesterday he went two for three, scored two runs. So he's hitting pretty well. Uh, he went over four with four Ks against the Padres this weekend as well. But other than that, like he's not striking out a whole bunch. He's getting on base a decent amount. He's batting ninth in the lineup, which complete opposite of Bryson Stott. So you got to temper your expectations a little bit. But he is a guy that was a top prospect that did get called up very early. I don't think he's a post hype sleeper, but he has some value there in the Atlanta lineup and his roster percent percentage is shooting up. It's up 14% over the last couple of days. So he's worth a, he's worth a shot if you really need a shortstop. Yeah. I mean, I, I would pick him up if he was available in my league. He's, he's not, um, he would be a perfect stop gap until Tatis is able to play in, in, in 10 days. So you get through this week, he's rostered 55% of leagues in 316. Second base shortstop outfield. Those are the, the three positions you probably want most out of a player. So, yeah, great call there on on, on Arcia. It's uh, one for two tonight so far. So, yeah, he's keeping that uh, keeping that bat going. Uh, and another guy that I want to highlight from this weekend. You're never going to get who it is. Jared Kilnick. <laughs> <Woo-wee>! <laughs> he wait. Can, can we talk about? Uh, I forgot when it was. It must have been Saturday. You you texted me all caps Kelnick. I assume oh, that was get, yesterday. Like, some sort of, <laughs> I assumed he he hit some sort of like long home run or something. I was like Homer, you're like no, nah, just 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 a single. I was like, oh okay. Oh no, wait, that was Saturday. That was Saturday when he went three for four and stole the base. Mm-hmm. The boy is hot right now. <laughs> three for four on Saturday, stole the base. He went one for four uh, with an RBI double yesterday. That I thought was gone. I thought it was a game winning home run. It hit like a foot below the top of the wall. He's doing really well. His K rate is still 33%, but a lot of that is because earlier on in the season, he had a few games where he'd go like over four with three Ks. So you do have to take the, the strikeout percentage with a little bit of a grain of salt, just because it is so early. And if a guy goes over four with three strikeouts, just once it tanks their K rate this early on, he's had some really good at bats, especially against lefties when they leave him in there against lefties. Uh, his uh, 
RBI double that he hit yesterday. Started out 0-2, fought his way to a 3-2 count, and then just it was like 107 miles an hour off the bat, just a fucking laser beam. He's having so much fun out there. If you watch him, I've, I feel like I've watched a lot more Jared Kelnick than probably 99% of people listening to this. But one thing that those of you that haven't watched Jared Kelnick this year should know, Jared Kelnick is having so much fun, which is something that was not happening these last few seasons. He was very serious, always stone-faced, even if he he could hit a triple and just stone-faced, didn't really care, not showing any emotion. Now he's hitting a single, and he's celebrating with the guys on the, the bench next to him, smiling, huge smile on his face, and then he'll turn around and steal second right away. So this is the Kelnick I've been waiting for. This is the Kelnick the world needs. I, I, I dropped him in the SGPN League last week. I, re- I don't re- actually I do regret it because I picked up Adam Duvall. That's the only reason I dropped it. Now mm-hmm. Duvall's out, so now I got to go fucking pick Kelnick back up. But I think he's worth it in twelve team leagues. I think he's worth a, a spot on your roster because the potential is there, and he's starting to blossom into a legitimate major league player. Not saying he's going to be an all star, but we were told on this same <laughs> platform by a former major leaguer that. Uh, he is going to be an all-star. So I'm not saying it. I'm just saying that somebody told us. Kalnick's, uh baseball salon page does look good. 96th percentile, hard hit rate, expected slugging, 80th percentile, average exit below 81st percentile. So he's hitting the ball hard. His double, I think, yesterday was 107.8 miles per hour. So mm-hmm. I could see why you thought that was gone. The pull hit there. But yeah, Kalnick, I, I dropped him uh, keeper league. Maybe I'll go back and pick him up, but only because I picked up uh, Francisco Alvarez for him, and he's only started once since then, one for four with an RBI. So that, that's kind of been been a bummer there. I don't know if just Buck Showalter doesn't doesn't trust Alvarez or what the situation is there. But yeah, Kalnick definitely hearing that like he's having fun, he's not stressing about there. It's a four game hit streak now after after a slow start. Yeah, he had that slow start, and then two days off. We talked about that. You were like, it's two lefties. Don't worry about it. Since then, he's a six four. 15 so that's uh it's pretty good there yeah uh, he's he's one of those guys you're gonna have to i've been saying this a lot you got to take his playing time with a grain of salt because again they're very firm on the him not playing against lefties they're leaving him in against lefty relievers now which is pretty nice uh they used to just pull him like if it was like the sixth inning and they brought a lefty in kelna could be out of the game and they'd put somebody else in there uh he made a crazy defensive play yesterday in the fifth inning kind of dove and got the final out of the inning. It was sweet. And then for whatever reason, they moved him to left field and inning later makes absolutely no sense at all because that blew the entire game. But yeah, you, if you pay attention to him in the games, this is a different Kelnick and not to just keep harping on Kelnick, but when he's playing, he's playing well, he's going to sit a bunch against left starters, but when there's a righty in there, he's putting legitimately good at bats in and he's going to provide a lot more value than where you drafted him. I think he was, his ADP was like 250 or so like super late, uh, even with the hot spring, which a lot of his stuff from spring is coming over into, into the season. But I think that uh, that's my, that's my Kelnick Ted talk. Thank you for coming up. I, I, I think we, I think I, I, I'm 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 being I'm drinking the Kool Aid a bit too much on on Kalnick here. We do have to it's slow slow the roll here. Still no home runs. Still only two RBIs. Not sure how many extra base hits he has, but he's hitting the ball hard. Let's see if he can he can trans transition that. It, it's good to hear he is starting 
to uh, see some at-bats against lefties, lefty relievers. I was going to ask about that. And it looks like he's uh, moved back up the lineup to sixth uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. So he was down at eighth, seventh before. So good to see him move up, especially for that, that three for four day there. Uh, someone else we were pretty big on heading into the season and the last season as well. Joey Manessis for the Washington National. We talked about him last Monday. Uh, he is hitting 216, no home runs. Uh, three for three for eight over the last two games, but the, those mm-hmm. were in Colorado. Uh, plays tonight against the Angels in Los Angeles, so we'll see how he does there. But he's also hitting the ball hard, max that uh, hard hit percentage, uh, 80th, 78th percentile, average exit below 50, 55th percentile. There's a expected average slugging down there. What, what do you make about Manessa? Do you think pitchers are figuring him out? You think he's just more of like a, a warm weather hitter? You think he's gonna eventually? Be a Christian Walker that racks up 30 home runs, but he's so annoying that you can't roster him the full year. I I think that is the reality for Joey Manessis because when he took off last year, it was in the second half of the season. So he may like the warmer weather. The ball obviously jumps a lot more off the bat in the warmer weather. Uh, it's kind of a bummer because like I drafted him in my home league and he's my namesake for my teams, Manessis to society. <laughs> and I don't want to drop him just because of that, but he's also like not, he hasn't been good enough to, to stay rostered really even in a 12 team right now. Cause when you drafted him, you drafted him for power. You didn't really draft him for anything else. He had an okay average last year, but he, he, he had a chance to be a big power guy that could hit for okay average, but he's not giving you any power. And when you draft guys for power and they're not giving you what it is you drafted them for, I'm okay with, we've reached cutting cut bait season last week in our episode where we talked about cutting bait. I still, I said, give us some time with some of these guys that were drafted later, like Manessis. I am okay now with you dropping them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dylan and, uh, said, is that Christian Walker like a Jehovah's Witness? That's pretty damn good. <laughs> that's, a, that's a crossover joke from the Hockey Gallon podcast. So make sure you check that out if you're, if you're a hockey fan there. <laughs> yeah, another power power hitter, Joey Gallo. I didn't realize he, he missed his third straight game today, only pinched hit, pinch hit in two games before that. So uh, I am glad I cut bait on him when I when I did because mm-hmm. he's going to be – it looks like – I mean, it's still very early. He could figure it out, but having a uh, – he has an oblique injury or side injury, I saw. So that could be something where it affects his swing pretty pretty, pretty heavily. Yeah, I, I was pretty out on him last week just because, like we talked about, he his stats looked okay, but he only had the two good games, and everything else was like 0 for 12 with seven strikeouts or something. Very typical Joey Gallo. He always looks good in a small sample size, but when you stretch him out just for a couple weeks, he really struggles. He could find his way into 30 home runs at some point, but it's going to be a very slow, not even like a very slow 30 home runs. He's going to get to 30 home runs by hitting two home runs in like 15 games and then striking out 195 times the rest of the season. Uh, Somebody that I wanted to talk about though, he was like my number one guy on my waiver wire article this week, James Outman. He probably should have already been owned in every league, but uh, he's at like 34% roster percentage. I, I use the fantasy pros uh, roster percentage takes like an average of all the platforms okay. and tells me what it is. This 34%. So some of them, he might be higher. Some of them, he might be lower, but the kid is playing his way into stardom out there in Los Angeles. He's giving me uh Cody Bellinger rookie vibes. 
he's what's he at right now? He's hitting uh, two ninety six to three home runs, nine RBIs. It's a one point two three five OPS. He's also stolen a base. <clears throat> uh, his expecting uh, expected batting average eighty third percentile. Expected slugging ninety fourth percentile. He's in the ninety eighth percentile in barrel rate, ninety fifth in walk rate, ninety second in chase rate. He doesn't swing at shit outside the zone. And his sprint speed is in the 93rd percentile. He does literally everything well. And he got three home runs. Whenever he turned to Dom on, he's hit a fucking home run. Uh, he's he's so good. He's young. He kind of came out of nowhere to start the season. But he's fighting for playing time. Grace Thompson and Delta. So in the grand scheme of things, they're not going to take a ton of at-bats away from Outman if he continues to play this well. And if he's not rostered in your league, he needs to be at least in 12 team leagues, 10 team leagues, 10 team leagues are so tricky just because you tend to get some really good guys on the waiver wire. So in a 10 team league, if you want him, there's probably some value there, but a 12 team for sure, he needs to be rostered immediately. Yeah. Outman is rostered in 70% of Yahoo leagues, including all three that I'm in. And I, I wish I, I knew I looked at him earlier because I probably would have picked him up. Last year, between double-A, triple-A, had 31 home runs, hit hit 294, 106 RBIs, including 15 home runs and 57 games at triple-A. So that's pretty good home run pace. He's off to that kind of start so far this season. So, yeah, if he's available, and you not even if you need an outfield, if he's your fourth outfielder, I think that's a pretty good look. Mm-hmm. He, he's only hitting seventh. He'll probably continue to hit seventh with the going right-left, right-left with Freeman second. Uh, Muncy fourth. So he he's in sixth. So then Outman sixth against against righties at the very least. So Dodgers could be or have a low key a uh, uh, decent lineup there as long as you know Muncy Martinez and, and Outman can can play. But yeah, you could maybe see Outman going up to clean up too if Muncy. I don't think Muncy's off to a to a great start after mm. uh, after we talked him up. Yeah, in, in the preseason, yeah, he's hitting one twenty one. But uh, James Outman, he's 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 incredible. Yeah, he James Outman is everything that was advertised everywhere that wasn't me because he wasn't really on my radar coming into the season. But I know he had a good spring that has translated to success this year. And yeah, Adam immediately. But other than that, before we make this go too long, you want to just give me because we're recording again. We're recording Wednesday because we're not doing tomorrow. Pro- probably Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, somewhere in there. So give me one start for Tuesday that you like okay this was something i was gonna look at before when i was yeah i was looking i mean <laughs> most of the guys are rostered in so we got a lot of aces going tomorrow one two three four five six seven eight nine ten twelve guys are rostered in 91 percent of leagues go down to 15 or 75 percent or more so looking at the 50 percent or under you got a was against the their mariners don't love that uh, David Peterson against the Padres. Don't necessarily love that. Whitlock against the Rays. I think that that's a good look there. Um, it's tough to to stream a, a Rockies pitcher, but Kyle Freeland has been good so far. But against the Cardinals, he you has. don't know. Um, Mitch Keller has been good, but facing the Astros. Someone I'm interested in seeing is Josiah Gray. He, he's he's been back and forth a little bit. Going against a tough Angels lineup, he has the stuff to, to be a good a good strikeout pitcher. We don't know if he is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Tuesday slate's kind of tough. Pro- probably Whitlock or, or or Peterson or Freeland. One of those three in there. If you can pick one of them up, depending what what you're looking for. 
I like the, I like the, uh, man, I'm iffy on Josiah Gray. I like the Freeland pick probably of those three, the best. My choice was, was Nesky against my Mariners. Not that I want to pick somebody going against my Mariners, but they have had a tendency to be a bit light hitting. Uh, it's a righty on the mound, so Kelnick will be in there to play, which is an upgrade over the likes of, I don't know, fucking AJ Pollock or Tommy Listella, random guys <laughs> they've been throwing out there. But my baseball savant doesn't want to load, but oh, there we go. Uh, psych. Uh, Wesneski had a really good year last year, and he had a good spring, and coming into this year, uh, I think he was working on a like a pretty nasty slider. It's like him and Justin Steele have just disgusting sliders out there in Chicago, and it complements his fastball really well, even though he doesn't throw the hardest. His average is like 93 miles an hour, but he's he's got a little gas with a nasty slider, which is something you look for, and the Mariners are a fairly swing-and-miss heavy team. I don't have the numbers up, but just from watching them, they swing at a lot of pitches outside the zone, especially lower in the order that you get. I think the Mariners might have the worst bottom of the lineup in baseball. <laughs> I think the other day we put out a lineup that had uh, the bottom of the lineup was J.P. Crawford, Tommy Lastella, Colton Wong, and A.J. Pollock, and Cooper Hummel. That was oh, the wow. bottom of the Mariners lineup. Just, uh, you know, just fucking real all-stars. Yeah. But yeah, so like if they, if they field a team like that, tomorrow or tuesday wisneski has wisneski has the stuff to go seven innings and strike out seven give up like four hits and not any runs that's the kind of outing that you could get from wisneski it is kind of slim pickings on top end guys but he's he's worth a stream if you want a chance at a two-start guy and also somebody that we like on this podcast he's very i mean he's owned everywhere but uh, grayson rodriguez is mm-hmm getting two starts this week. So that'll be interesting. Rick Ross is in the chat. Uh, Josh Rojas or Miguel Vargas rest of season. Uh, oh, fuck. That's that's good. Cause Miguel Vargas, I was going to bring him up when I was talking about Altman cause he has not been off. But they're going to start hitting uh, four for 17. Uh, no home runs. Vargas might need, I don't know if he just needs more, more seasoning there. Cause mm-hmm. Last year, 17 home runs, 113 games, hit 304. But major league pitching might, may, maybe he has that injury too that that was causing him to not be able to swing. And and Rojas, he he's he's done it a, a few times. Rodrigo Vargas, or yeah, I don't know, I don't know what I'm about. What do you think I got I, I go I, I got Rojas for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think the back lineup, even though it's very young, it's it's sneaky good, and he's hitting 417 this year. With some speed, he's got a couple RBIs. He's not going to hit 417 all year, but he's got a pretty good hit tool and he's got good speed. So, with how up stolen bases are this year, stolen bases are higher this year than we even thought they were going to be. And Arizona doesn't seem to have a problem letting their guys run. Nope. So, I've got Rojas for the rest of the season. Yeah, you got to uh, go to redraft league. Yeah, if it's a redraft league, I, I understand if you drop Miguel Vargas just because he's been up to a very slow start. Don't drop him if you don't absolutely have to, but if you do in like a 12 team, I I understand it. I like Rojas more for the rest of the season, though. Yeah, I could I don't know who the Dodgers have waiting on the wings, if anybody, but I mean if Vargas might need more time. 
but also like Chris Taylor is not going to take playing time from David Peralta to Trace Thompson. So hopefully Vargas can figure it out. But I would uh, I would agree with you there on, on Josh Rojas. You're welcome, Rick Ross. This is going to sound real weird to the people that listen on the podcast. You're very welcome, Rick Ross. Uh, but our time has come. I hope everybody has a very fruitful day in fantasy tomorrow or today, whenever you're listening to this. Make sure you are following us on our socials at Fake Baseball on Twitter. It is the coolest at on Twitter. Uh, we are also on YouTube and Twitch at Fake Baseball Money. Real easy to find. We're on Facebook too. Come find us on Facebook. Just search Fake Baseball Money. We're there. Uh, and make sure you uh, follow the pod on all streaming platforms. A five star rating and review again goes a long way to helping us be able to continue to do what we love. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm Blake Meyer. You can catch some more of my work coming out uh, tomorrow. I'll have my uh, Hitters to Avoid article for Rotoballer coming out. Thursday, I'll have my StatCast article for Fantasy Pros coming out. And you can catch those on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. Yeah, as Blake was saying, you know, if you're a listener, you enjoy this, make sure you, you do leave us a, a five-star rating and review. We've gotten one new review since November, and that was from our, our boy there, Catfish, in the chat. Shout out, Catfish. But, yeah, if you if you enjoy what we do, make sure you leave us a, a five-star rating and review. And you can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. And we will catch you guys next time. Peace. Yeah.